Welcome to another gathering of the Gold Key Adventurers Society. Have a seat by the fire as we prepare to help you unlock the secrets of the travel life. From theme park thrills to Purple Mountain's majesty, we want to see it all and do it all, and we want to help you do the same. We all have those bucket list trips, once-in-a-lifetime destinations that we'll get to someday. We're here to help you make your travel dreams a reality. Buy the ticket, take the trip. Where do you want to go? Come on, come on, come on, now tell me what's on your bucket list. Okay, hey, okay, hey, it's a beautiful day. Okay, hey, okay, hey, it's a beautiful day. Waka waka! We're exploring early 1990s Disney World with the Muppets, and things are about to get weird. But first, travel news, including more details on Genie Plus, Heather's Disney Cruise Report, and Universal Orlando's holiday festivities. Raise the curtain and light the lights, it's time to hit the trail with the Gold Key Adventurers Society! Welcome back to another meeting of the Gold Key Adventurers Society. My name is Dan Leonard. And joining me again this week in the studio is Heather Strait. Hello. Jess Evans. Shaka Waka. And Mr. Jeffrey Williams. Ah! <laughs> you having a stroke? Someone's oh, an animal like from the animal. Muppets. I got it. I got it. It's At your age, muppety. I got to wonder. It's okay. I'm just, just checking on you. <laughs> it wouldn't be the first one I've had today. <laughs> oh, ouch. Oh. I don't think he means the medical emergency kind. Oh. Dan. Really? Gross. Last week it was Heather. Yeah. Now you're going to bring the show down like that? Yeah, mm. somebody's got to. What did I do? You were working blue last week. You were talking about riding bikes <laughs> into space. <laughs> <laughs> she didn't care where they go. <laughs> we haven't even gotten to the discussion of Gonzo and Camilla yet, guys. <laughs> Well, our show, as always, is brought to you by Key to the World Travel. Key to the World Travel is a full-service travel agency specializing in theme parks, cruising, and destinations around the world. Head to www.keytotheworldtravel.com for more details. No, no obligation quote on the vacation of a lifetime. Guys, we've been working pretty hard the last few weeks mm-hmm. covering Walt Disney World's 50th anniversary. So much, so much news. So much. Yeah. Uh, I think this week we've earned a break, so it's time to pop some popcorn, sit back and relax with the movie night. But first, we need to get some news out of the way uh, so that we can make with the relaxing. Uh, first up, we finally have all the missing details for the new Genie Plus program, which will be available as of uh, approximately the time when uh, this episode drops. Right now. Exact day, October 19th. What? Yeah, give or take. <laughs> <laughs> If we're on schedule. Got it, got it. I, I see. If we are, schedule. Disney is. Where you're going with that. I'm going with, I was thinking the latter, actually, but you know. I'll just say that the Gold Key Adventure Society IT works far better in these instances. So Typically, that's true, yeah. 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 So what yeah, Genie we, Plus. What do we know about Genie Plus, you guys? Nothing. They haven't given us any information. <laughs> that is not but, true. But, but I just told the people that they had. We got an info dump today. Oh, yeah. This week. That's true. Oh, or yeah. we or last week, depending on when you listen to the attractions <laughs> that will be included with Genie Plus, and we know the attractions that will be ill. Did you guys notice that they called it the individual lightning <laughs> lane? <laughs> oh, God. I mean, that's, that's... So when you buy that, do you have a license to ill? You have a license to be ill. I'm I'm just sad that they don't have it for alien swirling saucer, so I can't say that I got an ill ass. Oh, sweet <laughs> word! That is dope, my friend. <laughs> or the monster sink laugh floor, so it's an ill milf. Mm. Oh Ooh. yes, that's a good one. Wow. Mm. 
Well, man. no, nothing Anymore? exciting like that. <laughs> Not so, that I can think of. So, uh, were there any surprises with the individual lightning lane selections? Um, there's no surprises. I mean, it's questionable whether they're they're needed for some of these, but yeah. they basically had to just pick the top two rides in every park, mm-hmm. whether they're worth it or not. You know. Yeah. What do you think about Magic Kingdom? They got Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. We all pegged that one, but is Space Mountain really the one people mm-hmm. are going to buy I their was, way on? You guys all one. said that it was when we covered this last time. It's the only <laughs> thing I, that said, I said. I don't know about Space Mountain, and, and I, mean, I, I love told. it, but I don't know if I'd pay <laughs> I mean, my way. I wouldn't pay for it. I no, but it's still popular, and until that. Tron opens, it's all they got in that top tier thrill ride. Do, so. do we think they'll kick off Space Mountain and put Tron on when it opens? Absolutely, yeah, yeah. definitely, absolutely. Yeah, I Hollywood wonder if Tron Studios. will be virtual and they keep that for a while. Yeah, they could. That's uh, true. Yeah, Although eventually. The though. two new rides, the newest rides at Hollywood Studio, are all off. Hollywood Studios and Epcot are all off the virtual queue and on the individual Lightning Lane. Rise of the Resistance at Hollywood Studios and Ratatouille at Epcot. Yeah. No more virtual queues for those. Oh, so Remy's Ratatouille was only virtual now for like that will have been week? about three weeks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> October 1 to 19, yeah. So Hollywood Studios is Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. We pegged that and Rise of the Resistance. No surprises there at all. Epcot is frozen ever after. <laughs> Someone went, you know, if we put that on the individual lightning lane, we're going to make bank. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All those little girls are going to pay their eleven dollars. What well, nine to eleven dollars, depending. Those on the two day. rides are really the only little kid rides in the whole park. Mm-hmm. So yeah, parents are going to have to shell out, or their little darlings are going to cry in line. Yeah. They're saying seven <laughs> then, to fifteen, but we'll, uh, okay, we'll yeah. see. And then Animal Kingdom is Avatar and Expedition Everest. No surprise there. Flight of Passage. Seven to fifteen. What dollars? Dollars per, per ride, mm-hmm. or ride. depending on the yeah. time Didn't of year. They originally say it was up to. 25 they did and we kind of were waiting uh, and they the, came down on that mm-hmm. they don't have anything that good yet. well they've already cut the they've just cut the prices for disneyland paris's uh paid fast pass. so Thank i'm i'm having i have a feeling that they're day. just sort of holding back because they know that they're not going to charge what they really would love to charge for them mm-hmm. so. so disneyland paris was 10 to 15 right was that the range i think so yeah originally was, yeah I think they found their flinch point. Mm, I think they mm-hmm. did. Uh, yeah, fifteen yeah. sounds pretty big for me for any ride. I pay fifteen bucks for Guardians or Tron. Yeah, yeah. If it's the first time I'm riding it, yeah. But like, or if I've already fourth. ridden it, I don't know. I, don't know. <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah. I, mean, I paid for rides. I've never managed to get on it. Right. So, well, I you might get the opportunity coming up next month. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's interesting and is you can't you can't change or cancel any of those ILLs. cast members' right. ex- uh, assistance, so you'd have to go to a, one of the kiosks yeah. to get a cast member to do it. Or steal yeah. an iPad like that one guy. Or that, yes. <laughs> we don't recommend that. Hey, wait, so is Remy leaving? Will Remy be not virtual and only on this? Mm-hmm. Or will it be virtual and this? It said this it and will, that it will be standby and this. Yeah. And virtual okay. will be used, yeah. they said, when needed for whatever ride needs it, basically. So who knows? But th- mm. I think they meant that just for the ones that are staying sort of normal standby, mm-hmm. um, not paid lightning lanes. And then for the paid Genie Plus, the regular lightning lane is, I guess that's what we're calling it regular lightning lane and individual <laughs> lightning lane. Less lightning lane. Yeah. <laughs> 
it's lightning much light lane <laughs> scattered yeah. lightning lane it's pretty much everything that used to have fast pass plus it's like yeah. 50 attractions right yeah including your swirling saucers jess yeah and, yeah. and those will just work like max pass did at exactly walt disneyland california that is yep. correct I'm disappointed that they didn't take the opportunity to remove it from attractions that have no need for like it. Like Journey just, into Imagination. Monsters in Claff Floor. Yep. Even, I mean, Haunted Mansion and stuff, you know, I get why, I mean, people are going to be upset that they can't get fast passes for it anymore, but those people are wrong. It just but slows it all down. managing the line, the, the, the length of the standby lines with the park reservations. They haven't been... Ridiculous yeah. in a while. I haven't waited very long for anything. Mm, me neither. Like a year and a half, two years. Yeah, no. <laughs> weird. <laughs> really weird, right? Something changed. I don't know. It's crazy. And they must have built an extra track on all of those attractions. I think or something. that's what it was. So. <laughs> yeah. Uh, is there anything else that we didn't know before that we know now? Um, a Genie Plus will not sell out. It will always mm-hmm. be available, no matter how many people buy it on a given day. That's that what they say. Because you know, Disney's like. I think we like getting money, so we're gonna we're gonna allow anybody to give us money well, that wants to do that. I think when you combine it with the park reservation system, they can they can control yeah. the crowds better with that. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. And I guess tell that to some... the crowd there on October first. Oh, they couldn't control cheeseburger output. That sucked. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see those cheeseburgers? They had faces. Come on, man. Yeah. And they had to shut down the Wi-Fi that day. But let's go ahead and launch something that you have to have Wi-Fi. Mm-hmm. No. Well, that's that's those damn vloggers. They're there, what, like <laughs> yeah. 12 days a year. Fighting over Starbucks cups. Yeah, they're awesome. <laughs> and yeah, no word on uh, Disneyland's attractions okay. or start date. They haven't even started getting lightning lane signs on their attractions yet. No, so. I think it might be a minute before yeah. we see it out there. Yeah. Interesting. They, they, they haven't brought back Max, brought back Max Pass. Right? No, they're operating just like Disney World is right mm. now. No, and the they are not happy about it out there. Oh boy, their APs are very upset right now with lots of things. But lots yeah. of things. I, they're they're having trouble getting park reservations. I read. Oh, yeah, where, yeah. I mean, oh, where are they really? going to wear their cool vests? <laughs> <laughs> just hanging around out there in Disney Springs. I mean, uh. Downtown, downtown Disney, Disney. Downtown Disney. promenading yeah. around there. There's no patches at Knott's Berry Farm you can get to put on there. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we also did get confirmation. I think we had questioned before whether you'd be able to use it more than once per attraction. Mm-hmm. And no. they did say this is a one and done, much like the base level of uh, yeah. Universal's Express Pass. So mm-hmm. one f- one lightning lane pass per attraction per day. That's how they can sell it to more people. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. I can't there, wait to there see was how some it outrage actually about works. That. Yeah. Yeah. I, it makes you wonder, are they, is there going to be some unlimited level someday that you can pay more and go oh, on the guaranteed. rides? I'm surprised you, you Club want. 33 people haven't gotten an email, so about a special lightning lane oh, yeah. addition we, that you guys could get. Yeah, we have that. It's called yeah. pay your twos and ride what you want. <laughs> yes. It's the really expensive version. Uh, 
Yeah. I mean, it's a no brainer that eventually if there's an opportunity to upcharge Genie Plus, they're going to upcharge yeah. Genie. Yeah, I think Genie there will be double plus. I there will be some level that's between Genie Plus and the um, VIP tour. Yeah, it's yeah. like the Supermax Pass or whatever. Thing. It's like an unguided VIP tour, Supermax. basically. <laughs> secret, yeah. secret double Genie Plus. They can just pass. charge you two hundred fifty dollars per guest per day to ride any of the rides. They I'd used to have that level it. at Disneyland Paris, and they did away with it. Yeah, we bought that. Mm-hmm. It was great. I loved it. I think you're going to end up seeing like like they had at at Disneyland. Well, maybe not. Disney World's crowds are different, but I know that at Disneyland, even after several years, the percentage of guests that were actually buying Max Pass on any given day was relatively low. Mm, yeah, that's um, true. But yeah, yeah it'll be I think we see how that goes at Disney World. I am curious. I I feel like it's going to be a big success, and a lot of people are going to buy it. But I, you know, until the nineteenth, then we see what happens. I think a lot of people will, but I think, like he's saying, a lot of people won't. They just they kind of have it in their head. They're going to stand in line, and I'm not. I'm not. It's like people that carry on everything. They won't pay to check a bag or right whatever i'm not paying 15 more dollars 25 more dollars 50 whatever it is i'd like to be behind the scenes on this because this is interesting because you know with the original fast pass you know it, it it wasn't so much something that you could easily buy the day of and use the day of with the, you know the 60 day window and all that this is something you could buy halfway through your trip and still sort of have mm-hmm. the same access that somebody who planned to right. get this from the start so yep. It could be something where people change their mind as the day goes on, and it definitely opens up a lot more sales for them, I think, in the long run. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. One thing that I've seen people ask, and we had we had a Zoom call for our agency last night asking this, can, can you, and we won't know till the 19th, I suppose, but can you see the availability at all before you agree to pay for it? Yeah. Because mm, they do sell out, so you could pay for the Genie Plus and then look and like there's nothing left that you can. Yeah, get I don't think for. so. Because I mean, it's yeah, they've they've got they're going to do blocks just kind of like they did with Max Pass, and these are the blocks that are open, and if you mm-hmm. want them, so I don't think they'd be sharing up that info too readily. No, because they want, want you. They're like, day. well, just take one of these, please. Just just take one of these blocks. Plus, that's a lot of a lot of extra work on the IT end of things that I don't have a lot of faith in. So, <laughs> right. what? Their, their IT is impeccable. <laughs> it's just Stitch, <laughs> and that's all I ever see on the website. So, I mean, <laughs> it's more peckable than impeccable, but that's yeah. right. it's actually fairly. Peckable. It's very peckable. <laughs> There's a lot of peck. <laughs> Oh boy! Well, Heather, tell us about uh, tell us about that cruise line that they've got there over in the Disney's. Yeah, I spent uh, last weekend on a Disney cruise, and it's the first time I've been on a cruise ship in almost two years, which is kind of. When crazy. did you sail last? Christmas of nineteen. Christmas of nineteen. It was the it was the New Year's Eve sailing in twenty nineteen, going into twenty twenty, and I don't know if we broke twenty twenty or what on the Disney <laughs> Dream. <laughs> it was you. Uh, yeah. yeah, we brought in the new year on a cruise ship, and I haven't been back until just last week. So it was crazy. You know, it was it was great. I really, 
I didn't know what to expect in terms of whether I was going to have a good time knowing that I'd have to wear a mask a lot. And the truth is that it just sort of felt the mask wearing felt like normal life for me because I do tend to, even though I'm vaccinated, I do tend to put on a mask when I go into a store or a crowded indoor place just because I don't mm-hmm. really trust everybody else. So I'm going incognito too, not running into someone from high school I don't want to talk that's, to. That's true. <laughs> Bonus. So it was just you you had to wear it in indoors until you sat down at a place where you could possibly eat or drink. Even if you didn't have a drink in front of you yet, you walked into a bar, sat down, took it off. No big deal, really. Yeah. So I spent a lot of time in bars. <laughs> just to change it up. Sounds like a normal cruise to me. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, and, and you spent a lot more of your time than you realize out. Outside on yes. deck, too. Out on deck, don't have to have it on. So when you're up there on deck 11, no big deal. And they still, they really still have everything that you think of when you think of a Disney cruise. The character interaction was still there for everyone. You just weren't right next to the character hugging them to get your picture, just like in the parks. And they had them out constantly in the, in the little atrium there characters were always out what's the process like to get on the ship this this part was also a little nervous about it and it was super easy you get to the port um, if you drive yourself you drive into the garage and they do the covid test right in your car so the way that it's working right now is everyone 12 and up has to be vaccinated and in addition everybody tests before they get on the ship and the process was really smooth so if you drive You test in your car, and then you just sit in the car until you get the email with your QR code that says you were negative and you're clear to go into the port. If you're not driving, you arrive by getting, you get dropped off via the bus or a car service. You get dropped off and you walk into a health, big health screening test tent, which is air conditioned, which is good because it's hot. Sitting in a hot, unair-conditioned tent would not be fun. So you go into the health screening tent, You it's self-administered COVID test, do your little swab, stick it in the vial, and then they send you into a waiting tent. And the waiting tents are um, also air-conditioned. Um, they have those fancy, like really fancy porta-potties that you can rent at upscale Like the events. trailers? Yeah, like it's a big air-conditioned trailer. And it's got a sink with water. Hello, me a fancy mobile shitter. That's right. <laughs> so you got those. They do. I I would recommend if you have kids, or if you're the type who gets hangry, bring some snacks because there's no snacks or anything in the tent. You have to bring your own. We waited maybe half an hour for our test yeah, results. Yeah, I couldn't possibly go half an hour that. I've heard that. Um, it depends on what time you get there. If you get there when a lot more people are arriving. We were pretty early. It could take an hour, hour and a half. So just be prepared. Um, they have a big TV screen that's playing on, on one half of it. It's playing Mickey cartoons for the kids. And then on the other half, it's just lists of stateroom numbers and everybody's sitting there watching for their stateroom numbers. So your, your number will come up when they're testing your sample. So oh. you'll see it and you'll know that they're doing your test. And then It'll say testing, 
And then if you're cleared, it will say terminal. So you can go into the terminal now. <laughs> that oh, should no. be if you're positive. Yeah. <laughs> and then if you, if you see your stateroom number and it says return to tent whatever for consult, <clears throat> you, you are not lucky. You're going to you, Disney jail. Yeah. So <laughs> what happens if your antigen test is positive is they take you and they, um, they do a PCR test, a rapid PCR. If that is also positive, you will not be getting on the ship. Wah, wah. I didn't see that happen to anyone, although I, we did see up on the screen uh, a, a return to whatever tent for consult. So somebody in there had to go retest. But Whoopsie. Yeah. And then actually boarding is interesting. So they check you in. Before you even get to security, you used to go through security and then you'd get inside and check in. Go to the desk to check yeah. in. They've moved those to the lower level outside security. So you check in, you show them your passport, they check well, in. Is it literally outside? Because security is just inside the door. It's, you know, how you go in the door and there's like a glass area, and then beyond that, you go in another door and you're in security. It was in huh. that like sort of glass hall. They don't give you your keys. They've they've they put your keys on your door. So they just check you in, send you through security and you go upstairs to where they used to have all the check-in desks. They've actually taken half of them out. So I suspect that they're planning to keep this new system for a long time. And they're only letting a very small number like they let in boarding group 1 gets to go into the port all at once and then boarding group 2 is still held outside in those tents until it's their turn to go in so there's nobody up there isn't that funny they built this big beautiful terminal and now you're all out there in a crappy wedding tent (laughs) in a parking lot (laughs) now you know once once covid is done and they don't have to test everybody i assume they'll be letting more people back into the port again but uh then when you board this part was a little weird so there's no sail away party anymore so what happens is you You go scan onto the ship and you're all waiting in that hallway because they're only letting about 10 groups into the lobby at a time. You go into the lobby and they direct you to this big circle on the floor and your whole group stands in this circle. And I hadn't read anything out about this new process, so I had no idea what was going on. We're all just standing there in these circles in the the port terminal in the lobby of the ship. Once you get oh. on and they say your name. Oh, yeah. yeah. The straight family, welcome. And they clap for you and everything. They still do that. But then they direct you to this circle. <laughs> and you stand on it. <laughs> and you stand there for about five minutes wondering what's happening. And then Mickey and Minnie come out. And they do a... They spray you down with disinfectant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mickey and Minnie is in their hazmat suits. They hose you down. <laughs> They come out and there, um, you know, there's that balcony that overlooks the atrium. Mm-hmm. So they're up there singing and dancing and it's kind of like a mini sail away party. And then, yay. And, and then Mickey. Once, once they're done. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> once they're done, they're like, okay, everybody shoo. And you have to leave the lobby because it's time for the next 10 groups to come on. <laughs> And, and Mickey and Minnie run backstage and help. Can you skip <laughs> okay, that crap? I don't want to see that. I want to go straight to the bar. You could. 
you could say <laughs> you don't want to see circle. that and, and leave the lobby. Yes. Yeah. They assume that everybody, when they get on and see the beautiful lobby, is going to want to take pictures of, like, the Donald statue and all that. Yeah, they assume incorrect. <laughs> I, I would have skipped it had I known what was going on. I wasn't sure if we were uh, being rounded up for Dishes yeah. duty or what? I know. You're probably wondering why I've invited you here this <laughs> yes. evening. Papers, please. <laughs> but this next part was my favorite part, and I have it on good authority from Disney Cruise Line that they're going to keep this, and it's the new muster drill. And all you do is you open. Muster. They do everything through the app now. So you open the app, and, it, and a little thing pops up that says, it's time to do your muster drill. And you click start, <laughs> and it says, okay. Follow the directions to your muster station. So you, the app tells you where to go. You get out to your muster station. And you know how they have those signs with the letter on it that tells you uh -huh. this is muster station. And you take a picture of that, upload it into your app, and that is it. Um, what about if you have five people in your group and they're kids? They're, you are supposed to, only one person has to do this in the app. So one there person is. is the... Representative. Nice. I'm sending someone else. Yeah, I was about to say. Supposed to. It says on the app that all of you must go there together. Mm -hmm. And there is a crew member there who's supposed to check and make sure that you're uh, all one there. at each must. Exactly. That's so much better because it was still, always yeah. so awful to try to get back down or up yes. to your room. I, from I there. hated the muster drill. Like, I don't know. This it didn't matter getting to it and standing outside. Yeah. That was all fine. But then when they're like, "Okay, you're all dismissed," and yeah. seven thousand passengers all know, try to hit the stairs. Something and... standing smashed in with all those people in the hot Florida sun. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> this sounds like a real. Real Titanic situation waiting to happen, though. You know, so, like, well, that is everybody running around with yeah. no idea what to actually do. That's not the final thing. So you do that so that they know you know where to go. They still then hold the safety drill at four o'clock, but they broadcast it on all the TVs throughout the ship. So they still shut down, like, no, the, the bar servers, they have to stop serving. The, the shops are closed, all of that. It's an outrage. So that they, they want you to stop what you're doing and watch a screen and they still go through the whole safety thing. And they, the announcements are over the ship telling you, this is what will happen. This is what you do. Here's the ship's horn. All of that still happens. But there's just you're just not all shoved out there on deck together. And Royal Caribbean's been doing something kind of similar for a while. You had to go to your muster station and watch a little tiny video about how to wash your hands. But then that was about it. Yeah. And then the staff still does their safety drill where, you know, they're putting on the life jackets and going to the station and they, that all of that still happens. They're the ones more likely to forget where it is and what to do. <laughs> well, they're the ones who have to be, you know, in an actual emergency, they're all stationed throughout the ship telling you what to do. So it's really, they're yeah. just relying on the crew members to know what they're doing. And it's, it's so great. You save so much time and you're not out there in the hot sun. I loved it. Yeah. And then after that, I mean, a lot of the differences were um, that they do everything in the app now. If you buy a drink in the bar, you're not having to sign a receipt. They just say, okay, I sent it to your app. And then you go oh, in the app and you give nice. them a tip if you want or not. Nice. Oh, and I like you, that. And you close it out. <laughs> 
Because I don't want. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Even in the spa, they just, they ask your room number and they send your bill to your app and you close it out. No, I did. uh, We did discover what happens if you don't close it out. It automatically 24 hours later says, okay, we're done here. We're closing it out and charging you. (laughs) Hey, what about the room? Well, what about the room key? Do Do you still have to like. Present it to charge, and then it goes to the app, or is um, it all, you don't ever even use in it? In the store, to... we did have to present the room key in the store, but not not to a bar server or not in the spa. Hmm. It was right. only in the store, and now that I think about it, I wonder why we even had to do it in the store. Uh, but you didn't hand it to anybody. They had the little reader. It's probably a different system. One works like a hotel where it's charged to the room, and the other is a retail system. Where they have to have a yeah, that's true because you can use a Disney gift card in the stores. Yeah, that's a good point. But they weren't taking it from you; they just you, you held it to the little room. Oh, I like that. Yeah. And that one in the store, I'm trying to remember. I think in the store, I had to sign on the on the their iPad. I don't think it went to my app. I would assume all of the cruise lines are doing similar stuff. Yeah, and it was, we still had, it was a great time, you know, we still, they still had Disney trivia, and they still had all those, you know, those types of games. Um, You didn't have to wear a mask when doing any of that, because they held all of those in a bar, so you could have water or a beer or whatever. I've never been one to drink. (laughs) Was there a designated period of time where they paraded out off the unvaccinated people so that you could (laughs) jeer and throw tomatoes at them? Shame, shame. All of the unvaccinated people for right now are under 12 because everybody. Oh, that's right. Yeah, Ah. everybody old enough. Can you still pelt them with rocks and garbage? That would have been fun, yeah. They had just given us uh, some rotten tomatoes and yeah. Uh, Castaway Key was great because it's all outdoors, so no masks on Castaway Key. Yep. Except inside the shop. Hey, how about the food? What's it like now? Any mm. difference in the buffets and whatnot? Uh, the buffets are cafeteria style. They serve you instead of you grabbing all the shrimp and the crab legs yourself. Mm, that's probably smart. Mm-hmm, yeah. That's probably that's good for their bottom line, too. True. <laughs> Maybe it's like true. the cafeterias here in the mm-hmm. South in the olden days where you, may I interest you in a bread item, sir? <laughs> Would you like some ambrosia? <laughs> Although I did see Aaron Jensen eat about two pounds of shrimp. So, shrimp. Yeah. Still, still. Uh, then I, I have to admit, I did not have dinner in one of the main dining rooms. I ate at Paulo twice and Remy once. Well, aren't you fancy? When there's that few people on there, you might as well. Party freaking dog. It was delightful. And nothing is different in Paulo or Remy. Let me tell you, you're not wearing a mask. They're still serving you delicious Which ship were you on? The Dream. Mm. Mm -hmm. And it was a dream. It was great. I really, really loved being back on a ship. I got to say, I love to cruise, and it was wonderful. And I'm ready to go back. Yeah, I want to check out the Wish. No, Nassau. Yeah, I loved that. It was a (laughs) three-night cruise, and we just had one sea day and one day at Castaway Key. Seems like they could double dip at Castaway. The four nights they are doing that. All Every dream four-night sailing is double dipping. I guess they need one at sea day so they can make money off you. Yeah. Mm, this is true, because at Castaway Key, the shops on board have to be closed. 
Mm. Oh, yeah. And I did do a little shopping, so. Mm. Yeah. yeah We're like, all shocked. This is new. <laughs> uh, they they still need an Apple movies. store on those ships. Yeah. Uh, they still have movies in the um, movie theater, and um, you do have to wear a mask when you're watching a movie, but. Uh, they had Shang-Chi was what was on board. Uh, Shang-Chi, Jungle Cruise, and Raya and the, what? Last, Last Dragon. Dragon? Yeah. yeah. Those Raya, being the Raya only Raya movies that are out. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the only Disney movies they've put out in three years. Yeah. yeah. And then they're only running one show right now on the Dream. It's Beauty and the Beast. And they you get a, you get a, a, a night to go see it so that they can socially, sorry, physically distance the Walt <laughs> Disney Theater. Uh, there were still fireworks, so that was cool. Uh, it was a three-night, and it was a Halloween sailing, so we didn't really have a pirate night. We had a Halloween night. Mickey and Minnie and Donald, everybody was in their Halloween costumes. It was mm. cool. We had some adult beverages that they had in the Cove Cafe. Is not I'm only shocked. delicious coffee, they also have a full bar in there, which I don't remember ever noticing. You've they ordered had a drinks from there before. Very <laughs> impressive bourbon selection. Well, we had some espresso martinis, and they used that cool um, beverage printer. Oh and yeah! They put a Frankenstein's monster on my espresso martini, and then Aaron's had two scary pumpkins on it. It was cool. We felt festive. Nice. And we had booze. <laughs> Just makes everything feel festive. Yeah. Um, they don't do trick or treating. What they do is instead the stateroom attendant delivers a giant bag of candy to the stateroom of every family that has kids. Can I just get that on a normal cruise? Pounds of candy. Yeah. I tried to pretend that Aaron was a child so we could get a bag of candy, but it didn't happen. Can I? Can I still do lit? Bags of flaming dog poop and put it in front of other people. I don't doors. remember if you were ever allowed to do that on the cruise. But didn't stop him before. If you were doing that, then okay. <laughs> well, they still had all the same entertainment, you know, in, the, in the adult district, match your mate and karaoke and whatnot. Hilarity ensued. It was fun. Good. Uh, the kids' clubs, they you you book. Uh, a time for the kids clubs. It's not a, you can't just drop them off whenever anymore so that they can limit the number of kids in there. And it's probably a good idea because the kids club is where the unvaccinated people are. (laughs) (laughs) Hopefully not rife with COVID since they were all tested outside, but it's a great time to sail. Really. The prices are phenomenal. And the ships are are not very full. Ours was the the most full sailing since their relaunch, and it was only half full. So now is the time to cruise, folks. Yeah, I was looking at uh, the wish for uh, the summer because mm-hmm. we're we were thinking about trying to do the wish as soon as we can. And there's still some availability on like yeah. August sailings and and into. Mm-hmm. There until July. And the I think, prices so. are not bad. I mean, no. the prices are fantastic on the the Dream and the Fantasy and the Did Wonder. Did the Wish already launch and I missed it? Not yet. No, it's not Thank sailing you. yet, but the bookings have launched. When yes. is the first sailing? A maiden voyage. A maiden voyage. Is, uh, <laughs> yes, that will be June 9th. Ah, uh, yes. 
And do we think they've put better Wi-Fi on the new ships? Oh, don't get me started. <laughs> we had conversations about that. The Wi-Fi is not good. Yeah. But if it's you're actually looking a carrier to unplug and yeah, if you're looking to unplug and relax, that's the that's the place to do it. I'm not. Especially on Castaway Key, there's no Wi-Fi on Castaway Key. Well, thanks for that trip report. You're welcome. You would like to uh Find out what it's like to, to cruise right now. Uh, contact Key to the World Travel. And uh, speaking of festive festive entertainment fun, uh, Universal Orlando Resort has announced some of their holiday plans for uh, the upcoming winter tide season. Ah, uh, yes. The holidays are returning to Universal. Um, we got word that November 13th through January se- January 2nd, excuse me, uh, Christmas at the Wizarding World of Harry Potter and um, Grinchmas at Islands of Adventure, as well as the Universal Universal's Holiday Parade featuring Macy's because they're trying to get in on the long name game. Um, <laughs> all of these things and more will be returning to the resort. And that's uh, going to include food and beverage options, themed merchandise, and the hotels will also feature seasonal decor and activities like carolers and crafts and whatnot. So they do a pretty good job with the holiday crap and, and crap, all that crap, all that carolers and crap, all that festival <laughs> crap, you know, uh, but no, the holidays are really great out at universal. So I'm excited to see that stuff come back. The, the hotels specifically do a really great job with their decor. I'm big fan. Yeah, of that. I'm glad that they're finally decorating the wizarding world. They didn't do that the first few years. It's like it? Hogsmeade's kind of already. Decorated yeah, for Christmas. Yeah. So, yeah, it is surprising because, I mean, the, the Harry Potter is pretty entrenched in Christmas. Like every book, every movie has a, a Christmas scene. Yeah. It's kind of funny, though, because it's like it's it's so heavily the image is there, but it's not like really a pivotal part in any way. No, it's just that the I mean, British really love Christmas. It. Like, the British love Christmas sure. as much as we do, if not more. So. And they say Happy Definitely. Christmas, and that's fun. <laughs> yeah, that's <delightful. laughs> they spell things with a U where they don't belong. <laughs> and they never say that somebody asked something. They always just say that they said it and put a question mark at the end of the sentence. I'm rereading the books with Presley right now, and I, I, I expect to see the word asked, but it just says said, and it throws me every time because I'm an American mm-hmm. and not a British person anyway. Oh, you are? Oh, yeah, last action. Who knew? Wouldn't have known by the Your accent. accent was <laughs> not a tell at all. <laughs> also in Universal News, though, also in Universal News, some, some sad uh, news for fans of old rides, Shrek 4D and uh, the Fear Factor Shrek. show are closing at Universal. Fear Factor has never once been open when I've been there. No, yeah, n- neither for me. The good news is they're keeping the donkey show open. Though. I was gonna ask. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, Jeff's got a job still. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I prefer my stage. As man. as I said to Dan in text when we were talking, McFisterson. When we were talking about Shrek closing down, as I said to Dan, Dan was like, "Well, I don't think anybody's sad about that." And I was like, "Well, Julia Stiles has to find a new place to sleep." So, oh. <laughs> there's always Fast and the Furious. <laughs> That's why the party bus smells Which weird. Is- which one is she? <laughs> She's Shrek. <laughs> That's Shrek 4D. I think I did that attraction the first time we went there when my son, who's 20, was about eight or seven. I haven't I don't done know it since. I, I, I did that a few years ago, 
not understanding that the seats were basically torture devices um, <laughs> and old and, and barely working. Um, and I almost threw my back out just sitting in a theater show. It was not fun. So see you later, that, Shrek. That's, that space isn't so huge either. I don't know what they're going to be able to do there. No, it's going to have to be another theater sh- type show. And I mean... Universal loves their screens, so I wouldn't be surprised if we get another sort of 4D type of experience in there. But Something like the Minions ride. Well, they took away the 3D aspect from Minions, so I, I don't know. Did it's they? Yeah, you, yeah, it's just a regular screen now. There's still movement in the seats, but you do God, not wear that glasses. That thing made me so vomitous. I think that was why, was that they were getting more complaints than they were people enjoying the it. The Jimmy so. Neutron show that was there before did not, but that one really made me sick. Yeah, it's it was... It's pretty crazy, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised to see some sort of like I I have no insider knowledge whatsoever, but if I had to guess, I'd go with Secret Life of Pets. Mm, yeah, yeah. Because really they've been putting those, they've been putting those in at all the other parks. Mm-hmm. Incredible dark rides at the other parks, and so they'll give them a 4D screen show. You, I'd like know. to see one with animatronics because the 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 Secret Life of Pets animatronics in their superstar parade or whatever they're adorable. Like they look great. They are cute. They they look have really seen, well made. So, have you seen the the dark ride? Yeah. Oh yeah. I've seen the footage of it. It looks it's amazing. Awesome. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. And my son loves those movies. So it's like that that audience is there. They those kids love it. So oh, yeah. I was wondering, are they really one. popular here? Yeah, they're pretty good movies. Yeah, kids love that stupid damn bunny that Kevin Hart plays. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Stupid damn bunny. <laughs> You're really selling it. Speaking of stupid damn bunnies. <laughs> Julia Styles? And I usually am. <laughs> yeah. Usually am. No. Um, I just wanted to say because it's been a while since we've even really mentioned this other than at the uh kind of closing credits type of thing, which I think about most listeners don't get that far. <laughs> about approximately 14% of the audience listens to the last three minutes when I say all this stuff. But I just wanted to say that first of all, we appreciate all of our wonderful listeners out there. And uh we've been we've been having a pr- a pretty good couple of months and we've got a lot more wonderful listeners out there. Yay. And yeah. It's always Even a good somebody thing. in Russia. <clears throat> well oh, we yeah. might lose we've them got- tonight. <laughs> we got a pretty good list. We got a uh, we got some listens from the Netherlands today Ooh. and Germany. So you can send your wooden shoes to Jess Evans, yeah. care of the Gold Key Adventures Society. <laughs> Just come on up here to South Canada, and we'll take you to yes Holland. Dutch yeah. Village. Yeah, you can see the shoes yeah. being made, my That's friend. Right. Yeah. Oh, oh, Jeff would love it. It's all kinds of of Dutch hokum. <laughs> so I much love hokum. hokum. Yeah, come on up for some Dutch hokum. Uh, well, anyway, so <laughs> so I just wanted to, to remind you that if, if you really like our show and you want to kind of help us with this momentum that we've been building lately, uh, one great way, there, there's three really simple, quick actions that you can take to help us out. One, make sure you're subscribed to the show so that you don't miss a single episode. And uh, two, tell your friends how much you like us. Number three... Is uh is head to i I'm sorry not iTunes anymore Apple Podcasts or <laughs> or the podcasting platform of your choosing and leave us a rating and review that way uh, strangers or uh, can can see how much you like our show too and uh, makes them more likely to to give us a shot if they if they think that it sounds really cool I wanted to share um two reviews with you guys I I don't know if you've ever looked at our reviews on on all the podcasts. time. 
Yeah, I bet. Uh, they uh, people they? say some people say some really nice things about you guys. So uh, I figured I'd share some of these. So the first one is a little bit older, but it's from our very good friend and coworker and uh, Gold Key Adventures Society super fan T Perry. You know who you oh, are. Oh, I think I know who that is. Is that yeah, T Pain, so, uh, the singer T Pain? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And no, I will not be. Uh, doing this. The headline says, good, lighthearted, fun, five stars. I love listening to the Gold Key Adventure Society on my daily commute to and from work. Filled with the most up-to-date theme park news and updates, it also has interesting stories of offbeat and unusual travel destinations and some hilarious roundtable discussions. It's so nice to have a podcast that is just fun. No notes to take, no lectures on how to improve myself, and no political debates. Unless you count Dave's campaign against Epcot. <laughs> mm. Well, no, you see what happened to him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. You haven't seen heard his voice in a while. Uh, you never know where the conversations will go. It's just like having a regular conversation with your friends. Epcot always finds out. That's true. <laughs> That's right. Uh, so thank you, T. Perry, for the very kind words. And Love you, T. Perry. More. <laughs> uh, one more uh review more recent review from uh last month from listener jen sw says informative and fun guess what five stars again we must be pretty good out of the possible 12 so (laughs) well you know (laughs) it sounded good until jeff spoke up (laughs) (laughs) so close (laughs) which is how i feel about most episodes fair. informative and fun I get all the latest travel info from the Gold Key Adventurers. Love that I get all my Disney updates plus news on other travel too. And I'm all about the sense of humor. Oh, uh, good. So <laughs> That's thank you. <laughs> That's a good That's thing. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so thank you, Jen. And uh, if if you guys uh, out there want to leave us a really nice review and uh, rating, it would make us feel good about ourselves and uh, help other people find the show. And maybe we'll uh, give you a shout out and read your review on a future episode because i'm going to start trying to do that i could really use that i've been feeling a little down lately about myself so you guys could Aww. throw in an extra there you go mm-hmm. attaboy Somebody that'd be nice give jess an attaboy <laughs> <laughs> it's making me a little virtual pat on the back please weekly Aww. affirmations for jess come on guys <laughs> let's let's fill his bucket up as my kids say Mm-hmm. Anyway, stick around, because after the commercial break, we're going to take a look at the 1990 TV special, The Muppets at Walt Disney World. Waka waka! When it comes to planning your next adventure, knowledge and preparation are always key. That's why a call to your key to the world travel vacation planner should always be at the top of your to-do list when you feel the urge to venture forth and explore the world. Key to the World Travel is an authorized Disney vacation planner, specializing in travel to Disney theme parks around the world, as well as Disney Cruise Line, Alani, and Adventures by Disney. With over 450 travel advisors who share a deep love for Disney destinations, Key to the World Travel has a wealth of knowledge and passion to help you experience all the magic with none of the work. Wherever your wanderlust is driving you, Key to the World Travel is a full-service travel agency with the expertise to get you where you want to go. So whether you're headed to Universal Studios, Hawaii, Europe, or somewhere a little farther off the beaten track, your first step should always be to visit www.keytotheworldtravel.com for a no-obligation quote. Their expert travel planners are standing by to help you with every detail of your perfect vacation. That's www.keytotheworldtravel.com 
or at Key to the World Travel on Facebook. Key to the World Travel, your key to a magical vacation. Well, just a few days ago, Disney Plus gifted us with the modern masterpiece that is Muppets Haunted Mansion. Yes. Yes. I've yet to watch it. Oh, it's a masterpiece. It is. It, oh, oh, it's so good. It's the movie that Haunted Mansion deserved. It is. Compared to that other thing. <laughs> yeah. The thing we will not speak about. Which I don't mind nearly as, I don't hate it nearly as much as Jess, and I still much prefer Muppets Hunter. Serpents and uh, spiders. <laughs> <laughs> well, the good news is we're not talking about Muppets Hunter Mansion this week, even though I guess that would have made more sense. Uh, this week, we're <laughs> headed back to the year 1990. Um, first, there's a couple of things that we should probably explain for the Gen Zs in the audience, although I don't know. What 1990 was a year where your parents... <laughs> Yes. There were years before we're, that started too. No one <laughs> yeah. had iPhones. Yeah. Uh, well, also back then, if you didn't subscribe to the Disney Channel, which is this thing we had before Disney Plus, where yes. you had to watch whatever they were showing uh, on their schedule, not just whenever you wanted to watch it. And there's so much to explain here. Um, well, if you didn't have this <laughs> Disney Channel, then you had to wait for Sunday night to roll around so that you could see the wonderful world of Disney to get your fix of Mickey Mouse. Some weeks, you'd get to see a favorite major theatrical release, like one of the animated classics, classics. or some live-action movie. Other weeks, you would get a made-for-TV special. Yep. Those were not always the best production qualities, but they were always definitely special. Uh, tonight's uh, feature was first released on May 6, 1990 to celebrate the recent purchase agreement between Jim Henson and the Disney Company. Oh, is that why they did it? Yeah, which later fell through. And I'm not going to say that one of these things has anything to do with the other, <laughs> but just 10 days after the broadcast of The Muppets in Walt Disney World, Jim Henson died. <gasps> Too soon. Oh, so, too soon. So make oh, of that no. what you will, but Ouch. Uh, anyway, uh, let's get started and we're going to pick up the showing. So for another thing that you should probably know is that every week, Michael Eisner, who was the CEO before <laughs> yes. Bob Iger, uh, he would do a little intro to the movie and it was always kind of cringy, but a little bit funny. And he would so do something. Cringy. I mean, but who else misses um, him now? Come on. Like, oh, I mean, for sure. Yeah. I, I watched yeah. that like I like I had seen my grandpa for the first time in like ten years. I was like, oh my god, I Come back, come back. I know when you got that waka waka from him, but let's not. not jump and listen, if so if Chapek has had shown up at the beginning of Muppets Haunted Mansion, I would have thrown my child at the television. All right, like, <laughs> don't ass. get any ideas, Chapek. Keep your Good ugly fat ass. thumb head out of my shows. All right. <laughs> And he's not a small oh. child, so the that would take some effort. Expressed on Key Adventures, <laughs> not necessarily those of Key to the World Travel. No, but they may be what Bob will hear when he's walking through the Magic Kingdom on the 50th anniversary. <laughs> I've heard uh, people were shouting some not very kind things at him. Well, I um, to hear some not very kind things. Jeez. Well, I'll edit that part out anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so... Michael Eisner is sitting in the lobby of the Grand Floridian Beach with... Resort. Yes, the Grand Floridian, the Grand Beach, Floridian Resort. Beach Resort. Yeah. I never knew it was when it opened it was called that. I didn't either. Yeah. That's why they had the Weird. Beach Boys film the the 
Kokomo video there. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that either. I've told you that on the show before. <laughs> I can't <laughs> listen. I did not put two and two together. I think my favorite part of that was the fact that Fozzie's mom looks like she's made out of parts of the Grand Floridian. <laughs> like, if there's a Muppet that embodies the Grand Floridian's grandma aesthetic, it is... It is her. Yeah. Uh, so Fozzie Bear and his mom are there having tea with Michael Eisner. Uh, yes. Fozzie very accidentally on purpose gets some butter on butter Michael Eisner's sleeve. At, that's after they tell a bad Fozzie Bear joke and Michael Eisner gives a really good waka waka with Fozzie Bear. I really enjoyed that part. I did. That's true. Um, uh, so, so the Muppets come and help clean off his suit, but of course, Muppet chaos means that, uh, they tear the arms off (laughs) (laughs) because those wacky Muppets and he just gives a really good look to the camera and says, they're here. And we, uh, we haven't cleared the check yet. (laughs) 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 Yeah. Bad news guys. That sale's going to get reversed not too long in the future. Um, uh, so next next thing we see is the Muppets walking through the swamp, which we learn is the swamp where Kermit the Frog grew up. Mm-hmm. So he's a Floridian, which I didn't really know until this special. Mm-hmm. I he and Tom happened. Petty both grew up in the same swamp. He's Florida man. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Florida frog. And one thing that I noticed is it's or hadn't thought about is it's always kind of disturbing when you see the Muppets using their legs because they're walking, but it yes. doesn't look right because there's no actual weight. It on looks their like legs they've had hip and injuries and they're like, yeah. <laughs> and their ankles don't bend. So they're like, it's very <laughs> odd. And the other thing that's very disturbing that we're not going to go into too much detail right now because there's a more appropriate place to talk about it later. But Gonzo tells Camilla, the chicken, <laughs> yes. that. They are finally getting the romantic vacation that they've been waiting for in the middle of the swamp. So just keep that in mind, because I don't think as children you really pick up on the fact that Gonzo... Gonzo is trying to seduce a chicken. No, Gonzo has successfully (laughs) seduced a chicken. He's got a chicken fetish. (laughs) That chicken is fully on board with whatever Gonzo's dishing out, okay? Mm -hmm. (laughs) This is 100% an interspecies relationship. Yeah, it's that hook in his nose that she likes. (laughs) His nose. Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, so all the Muppets are complaining about being in this swamp that's very muddy and full of mosquitoes. And Kermit tells Piggy that, don't worry, we're headed to paradise. Which we are, it's revealed that that is the name of the shack where Kermit's <laughs> family lives. And uh, he has a whole bunch of cousins and grandparents that he rattles off their names as very rednecky here this is my cousin daryl and my other cousin daryl kind of i was i was very excited by this to see kermit's unvaccinated extended family this was really like something cool for me to see these guys to say watch the little intro part at the grand flow and then do yourself a favor and fast forward (laughs) as quickly as you can until they enter the gates of walt disney world i did watch this on one and a half speed and i started it at that point so yeah i'm with you on that that the swamp parts are almost Not unwatchable. Good. Yeah, it's it's a little rough. So uh Miss Piggy gets offended by one of his cousins, and to diffuse the situation, they sing a song about being down in the swamp. Uh then Kermit tells them that they're there for the annual frog fest and bug fry. Which I'm pretty sure is a festival we've covered on the show, right? 
I, I think it's a good thing. <laughs> right. That's yeah. caught during the <laughs> that and after the baby jumping holidays. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, so they they tell him what goes on during this. Uh, that they usually after after they eat their flies and and sing some songs that they. Their cousin Casual mentions that later at night they'll sit down and listen to the sound of Walt Disney World's fireworks because conveniently, Walt Disney World is located right behind the trees behind their shack. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love that they can't so, see them; they just listen to them. that. Where <laughs> yes. I'm assuming that where this swamp is is where the bridge crosses on the new walk from the Magic Kingdom to the Grand Float. Mm, Do we yes. assume that's correct? I that swampy marsh area. It does there. smell like it's over there, so probably. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's probably where some redneck frogs live. I'm with you. Hey, they Picking clean the alien swirling saucers <laughs> daily. <laughs> uh, oh, I should have. I forgot to mention that at some point a bucket fell down and landed on Beaker's head, <laughs> because that's going to become a running joke that we don't need to mention again. Just Never. assume. That if Beaker's on screen, he's going to have a bucket stuck to his head and he's going to run into things. Um, so all of the other Muppets bail on Kermit. They say that uh, Disney World is a much better option so than hanging better. out in the swamps. And so we go there and we get a uh, 90s park montage of the very early 90s. And in classic every story, every show that ever goes to Disney World, they <laughs> yeah. they they enter through the gates of Hollywood Studios or MGM Studios <laughs> as it was. But then they're like jumping over to yeah. Big Thunder Mountain and I love how yeah they're instantaneous. The yeah. Like I would have liked yeah. to see Dr. Teeth in the Electric Mayhem sweating at a bus stop for 20 minutes like complaining <laughs> that the other resort has had three buses come by while they've been waiting, you know. <laughs> well, what was weird is Miss Piggy just she has to get to the Chinese theater yeah. and she's yeah. there with who is that? She's a movie. I can never remember that guy's name. He's like the custodian. And I can't remember Beauregard his name. Beauregard the bear. Beauregard. Yeah. Beauregard. That's yeah. Right. And yeah. he's trying to take her on rides. So he, he tells her, no, we're, <laughs> it would take you a long time to get to the Chinese theater. Cause we're in the magic kingdom and they ride big thunder. And then he says, Let's go to Star Tours. Yeah, Star right Tours is right over here. <laughs> There's one point where they're standing in front of Indiana Jones Stunt Picks Spectacular, and he looks to the left, and he's like, there's the Chinese theater. And I'm like, no, 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 it's to the right. You guys don't know what the hell you're talking about. <laughs> uh, so anyway, uh, after the montage, we end up at the gates of MGM Studios, as it was at the time, when they meet the their kind of antagonist for the show, which is his name is Quentin Fitzwaller, the incompetent security guard, played by the uh, consummate Muppets guest star uh, uh, Charles Grodin. Charles Grodin. Charles Grodin. R.I.P. Great. Yeah. Yeah. This was probably his best role next <laughs> next to uh, Midnight Run. Uh, I don't know. Uh, problem Child. Or wait, no. He was he Problem Child or is he Beethoven? Yeah. Was he, he Problem Beethoven? Child? Oh, Beethoven. Problem Child yeah. was, was Ritter, John Ritter. Right? John yeah. Ritter? Oh yeah. yes. Sorry. You're right. Yes. Um, Rest in power. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, Kermit discovers that he le- he doesn't have any cash with him. Uh, so he says, sorry, guys, we're going to have to go back to the swamp because he really wants to spend time with his family. Uh, we- at which point Animal tears out the turnstile yeah. and all the rest of the Muppets just kind of flood in and say, see you later, suckers. They um, all just stormed Disney World. <laughs> yeah. This is kind of shameful after what Disney did for them buying the property. And then they turn around and be scofflaws like that. That's, right. <laughs> That's true. Uh, I did like the joke that uh, Kermit says that uh, 
he has a credit card, but he left home without it. Yes. Ooh, that joke was uh, more dated than I am. That was. <laughs> I did not even get it. That joke is so old until you just repeated it. That's another one that the imaginary Gen Z listeners won't understand. Ask your mom about that one. She'll explain yep. it to you guys. Yeah, so they all go in to explore the parks, and they, they spread out, and Fitzwaller goes on a hunt to track down the Muppets to try to bring them with, back to with justice. With the help of Rizzo Rat or whatever that Rizzo, guy's. yes. But yeah, he bribes, he bribes Rizzo with some food. And uh, then we pretty much, for the next 30 minutes or so, get a montage of Muppet mayhem around the parks. Uh, like Jeff mentioned, uh, they, uh, they are magically connected so that they can travel... At the speed of light, and we start off. We, we see Gonzo and Camilla at the Wonders of Life Pavilion. Yeah, they think. I think yeah. they mentioned right. like riding Body Wars or something like that. I yes. was like, Oh man, you want to do this or go over to to that ocean I, thing? Yeah, that ocean <laughs> thing. That's what it was. What my favorite thing here is the clothing on the people in the background. It also yeah. looks like they filmed this ambush style. I don't think they shut down the park. No, or, you can see people like totally staring and pointing and talking. Like, what in the world's going on over there? It reminds and, me of the ends think... uh, at the end of Muppet 3D where the 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 wall blows out and you can see out into the park and everybody's got, you know, the yeah. 90s neon hats on and the mm -hmm. Mickey balloons don't have the outer layer on them. Oh, yeah. yeah. Later we'll see a thing where they like shut down at the beginning of a parade and yeah. uh, shot a scene before the parade went through. Yeah, when Charles Gordon's coming down and there's yeah. people like waiting for the parade, they're like, what is this? Yeah. <laughs> no one, it's so funny. It's it was, it was almost guerrilla style that they... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I feel really sorry for the Muppeteers who had to uh, work the Miss Piggy Muppet on mm -hmm. Big Thunder Mountain and crouch oh, down yeah. under there. I watched that and, and I was that, like, oh God, somebody's that head scene injury. Is incredible. The, the bugged out eyes yeah. they put on her for that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So uh, Beauregard, as Jeff mentioned, drags Piggy onto Big Thunder Mountain and and that and ends poorly. Um, and it's going to set <laughs> yes, up another running joke. There's a lot of those going on. So we cut quickly to Rolf, who ended up at a rarely seen, and a lot of people don't even know it exists or exists dead, uh, the Pet Care Center. It still exists. Uh, <laughs> Walt Disney World, yes. Still there. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Who knew? You can uh, you can drop your pets off for the day while you go to the parks. I don't think it looks um, like an old lady's living room like it apparently did in that special. <laughs> they cut to that, and I was like... Was, they, uh, they real quick went over to the set of the Golden Girls yeah. back on <laughs> Hollywood studio. Yeah, that's right. That was there. Yeah. So, so, uh, a cast member mistakes him for a stray and catches him and, and I don't have an owner. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't believe him there. Uh, cut back to, uh, to, uh, um, Piggy's getting off a of big thunder mountain and then uh, they head over to star tours. Um, you know, as one, does. as one does. That's what Disney Genie's going to do for you in a few weeks. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Run across the quickest resort. Way to get yes. Uh, Rizzo tells Fitzwaller that if he wants to find the Muppets, that he needs to look for the weird and unusual. <laughs> and uh, right, right then, he gets a call on the radio that there's a sighting of a guy with a bucket on his head and a Scandinavian, <laughs> Scandinavian, Scandinavian chef in the middle of... Uh, of Epcot, 
And so those guys definitely fit the bill for weird He's and unusual. He's making tacos. <laughs> yeah, can we get the <laughs> Swedish Chef Svenska's taco stand at the next Food and Wine Festival, please? That was pretty, with the, was with pretty the, funny. The, the three different hot sauces, you got like mild, medium, and hot and totten. Hot and tot sauce. Hurt and tart and sauce. Yeah, so that's always good. The Swedish Chef with his weird human hands. Did you guys ever hear the story about the the letter of complaint that the Muppets got about the Swedish chef when the show first came on. Uh, it was told by one of the Muppeteers they got a letter from someone who was of Swedish descent who was very offended and said he's not <laughs> speaking anything of the correct language whatsoever. Uh, it's it's offensive. And they wrote back, yes, we know he's not Swedish, but he has a family and we really don't <laughs> want to put him out of work. So we're just not going to say anything. <laughs> Your flame is urkadooky. And see, that's that's the wonderful thing about this era of the Muppets that they s- lost for a while and started to approach again, actually, a little bit in the Muppets Haunted Mansion is the kind of, I don't know, not quite anarchic, but eh, a little bit anarchic, but mm-hmm. but they're they're willing to go out there and 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 say the crazy thing. Um and there's definitely some things coming up that uh, some jokes that yeah, I have they could electric mayhem of... storyline is my favorite. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's great. Uh, but first, Fuzzy and Ma, not Fuzzy Bear, Fozzy Bear. They want to have uh, <laughs> lunch at the uh, Crystal Palace, but they don't have any money. So uh, Fozzy's mom has the idea that maybe he should do some stand-up comedy to make some cash so that he can yeah. buy her lunch. He's and, comedy busking at the Magic Kingdom. Yeah. Disney really we'll loves see how that. <laughs> <laughs> right. We'll see how that turns out later, but I bet you it's not very well. Um, and then we see Statler and Waldorf riding down the middle of Main Street, USA in one of the uh, horse-drawn carriages, I think, or is it... They're riding in the trolley, and their wonderful yeah, the straw hat outfits made me think that they really need to change their name to the Adult Diaper Dance. Uh, i loved that part i statler and waldorf are my favorite and i like how they're like fighting over this poor little lady (laughs) between them and then they they sing a song which i don't recall ever hearing them sing before no yeah who's thinking about who was the woman i saw you with at epcot But they're going down the street and they're talking about how it's so beautiful, it's so perfect, it's so clean, and I hate it. There's nothing to complain about. <laughs> and one of them yells, somebody shut this dump down. <laughs> and I can't wait to be in the middle of Main Street, USA and yell that the next time. <laughs> and no one will get the reference. I know. Maybe but one I'll, of our 14 listeners will be there. That's right. It'll make me happy and feel good. That's right. Yes, somebody shut this dump down. Uh, so now we get to uh, the because the it's so perfect. <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, the electric mayhem uh, that Jeff brought up is in uh, World Showcase, <laughs> and uh, and uh, and Dr. what do rock stars want to do <laughs> more than anything more than else anything? in the world? <laughs> and, and Animal goes, "Oh, I know, I know." <laughs> Besides that, that's so funny. I like a nice Muppet sex joke. Yeah, we'll get more of those. Uh, but obviously, the correct answer is go on a world tour. And where else is can you easily go on a world tour than around the world showcase? And did they ever actually have an open top? Double decker bus that yes. went around. Yeah, World they were Showcase. great. They were awesome. Yeah, the, I love them and miss them dearly. 
They were a lot of fun. The the, the omnibus, you could ride yep. those, and then for a while they had them just with characters would go around. Yeah. Yeah, I never saw those. It, the it's World Showcase is, is usually so packed. Nowadays, they just can't they drive them through. People over. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I can hardly get a scooter through there. <laughs> I can hardly stumble drunk through there. <laughs> uh, so, so they do a musical number around the world. And they change into various ethnic costumes. I can't decide if I like them in Lederhosen better or in their serapes in Mexico. <laughs> I feel like this might be one of the things that they wouldn't let them do anymore. Yeah, (laughs) probably not. They sell all those items in those pavilions. It's probably less offensive on the Muppets than some of the pictures you see from tourists. When they did the simulated donkey show in the Mexico pavilion, (laughs) that was probably... Not okay by today's standards. But wouldn't that have, I'm sorry, that would have been my best scene. day at Walt Disney World ever to be drunk at La Cava and then have somebody come in and be like, hey, we need people to come watch the Electric Mayhem out here for free. <laughs> yeah. yes. What? Okay. The greatest day of my life. Yeah, I'd be like, and, that's it. I'm done. I'm good. <laughs> and watching them, I had never noticed before, but the puppeteers who do those characters are so good at making them look like they're rocking out like they they yes. look like they're playing those instruments and i never knows it looks like dr teeth might have hands and gloves that he was playing the piano with they look yeah like, yeah he has yeah, real hands like, like uh swedish he's like beaker where he's got the real hands yeah. and the weird body but that <laughs> suit on the sax and uh what's the guitar floyd i think is the guitar player yeah they just they they really look good they, they really janice is always so stoned doing her background <laughs> she singing. Is. they're so good i love it um <laughs> Uh, yeah, so uh, then, then Piggy, we, we're back to more Piggy torture. Yeah. That sounds weird. Uh, she goes on a rough ride <laughs> on Star Tours. I've, she I've wound never... up at Flame Tree Barbecue. <laughs> Put her on a spit. <laughs> <laughs> um, we get a brief shot. Uh, Fozzie's in the middle of Frontierland trying to do some stand-up, and he's just bombing terribly. Nobody terribly. appreciates his jokes which until is that is that what happens next or is it a little later uh that's a little bit later we'll find the solution that uh first off though ralph has made himself comfortable in the pet station and he's made friends with all the dogs and they sing a song He's playing the piano yeah with all his doggy friends they do a parody of uh the dogs playing poker and some dogs (laughs) playing pool and all those kinds of pet care centers always have a piano Case one of the dogs table. is musically inclined. Well, I just want to know why thing. some of the dogs were up behind bars in there and some of them were allowed to sit on the furniture. Like it's, <laughs> it just seems like, did they pay more to have their dogs on the furniture? Just saying. <laughs> Either hmm. that or the ones with behavioral problems. Um, we jump quickly back to Piggy in distress again this time on the teacups and if you thought the guys on big thunder mountain had a bad can you imagine the two muppeteers who were down at the oh, bottom of those teacups because they get a the lot teacups. narrower at the bottom than at the top and somehow there's two guys crammed down in there to puppeteer but also the the motion and the sounds coming from miss piggy in the teacups <laughs> were a little disturbing. It wasn't quite so much that she was in distress over a a, 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 a thrilling theme park oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I didn't want to get too blue, but you know what I'm saying. It was yep. 
I didn't care for that. She was getting porked. <laughs> <laughs> she was getting the old Beauregard, if you know what I mean. <laughs> I don't. Would you like to explain? Or should I, should I just go to... Uh, Talking about the janitor's okay. penis. Oh, okay. <laughs> it usually is. Yeah. Um, next up is the section that I wanted to fast forward through. It's uh, Kermit is sad because he's missing out on Frog Fest. And fortunately, uh, a young Raven Simone shows up to make, uh, make him feel better by singing Rainbow Connection for I him. Still better than Bill Cosby showing up. In my up. notes, I wrote down, kid from Cosby show ruining Rainbow Connection. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yeah, that was rough. Yeah. Ugh. I haven't talked a lot about the scenes with Fitzwaller and Rizzo Hutton from Muppets because as, as delightful as Grodin is... They weren't as exciting weren't to me, but there great. was one, there was one quick joke. They're in the studios and the pig from space walks by and there was just this throwaway line that I loved where he says, I'm looking for a place where I can get a macho t-shirt with some, with some cute mice on it. <laughs> 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 I was like, yeah, I get and it. And then he answers him and says, hey, wait, that was a Muppet. That was about five <laughs> years before he came out of the closet. So he was still finding himself. <laughs> Uh, at this point, Piggy gets really upset at Beauregard and says that she's done with thrill rides, you turkey, and she's going to find the Chinese theater. We get a weird interlude where Snow White is meeting people in front of the hat shop, and Animal decides that he wants Snow, Snow White, White to and be And this is his... one of the things on my list of things that they wouldn't be able to put in a show anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Animal chasing Snow White. Yeah, mm -hmm. he was... That was a little predatory and... Yeah. Uh, He's always been so too. lustful. It's 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 been yes. a little borderline. Yeah. <laughs> lady, lady, lady. I think they call him problematic now. I think. <laughs> yes. I mean, he's no Pepe Le Pew, but he's, exactly. his shoulder rubs are a bit aggressive. I'll say that much. <laughs> oh, I, I kind of I, I kind of miss the old Looney Tunes. They were bad. <laughs> yeah, it's so good. Um, so good. Uh, at this point, Kermit decides he needs to round up the gang, and the first he finds Fozzie Bear. Uh, his comedy is still bombing, so he tells him that maybe he's playing to the wrong audience and he should go across the street, which conveniently is the uh, Country Bear Hall. And we get an interesting assortment of bears. Uh, so, who were those two weird looking bears with the hats? I wanted to I ask that, I think I fell too. asleep during this portion. Uh, I did not remember seen this. Them before. Were they, were they, there they was... like lady bears wearing... Yeah, they look like acrobat bears or something. I don't know. Was yeah. it the two that come down from the ceiling? No, they were not country bears bears. Because this no, was, they had... they were weird. They had brer bear mm. and then like two of the country bears and then these two rando bears that I've never seen. Okay, there's one of the 1940s package movies. I think it's fun and fancy free. There's the short oh. bongo the bear. He's the bear who rides the unicycle. Mm -hmm. And then there's a girl bear that he falls in love with and he steals yeah, he her does. from her big burly bear boyfriend. That's who that was. Uh, I don't blame you for not recognizing him. And, and who knew that they had walk around character suits for those probably obscure characters? Not yeah. me. Yeah, they're probably over in Paris now with all of the other super yes. obscure costumes. Or Japan um, has a special culture devoted just to them. Yeah. <laughs> Probably. That's those are the parents of uh Duffy Bear. Don't write me in Zach and tell me where Duffy Bear really came from. I know the story. <laughs> Zach's yelling at his phone right now. Yeah, he's the only one who knows. Yeah, but uh so so Fozzie's definitely a, a hit with the country bears. Next we go down into the Utilidors where we're going to talk okay, we're not going to use any 
adult words, but there's some adult ideas that we're going to get to here. Gonzo stooping the chicken. For yes. for one thing, it's pretty neat to see the utilidors and to see the industrial laundry facility. This is the actual laundry facility. Yeah, that Walt they Disney's use. laundry land. <laughs> and and Gonzo sings a song to Camilla titled Love in a Laundromat. <laughs> Uh, I think that's what inspired Love in an Elevator later for Aerosmith. <laughs> yeah, it's mm. it's a similar that. kind of vibe. It's it's like it a is. well, it's a little more. It's like a it's like a 1950s makeout song between a whatever and a chicken, a gonzo and a, a weirdo and a chicken. yeah, a weirdo and a chicken in a laundromat, and he's got Jess. You've got thoughts, so go for it. <laughs> I just have one big thought. We we are made to believe that Gonzo is stupping a chicken. Yes. I, 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 as a child, even... that didn't dawn on me. I was just like, oh, that's cute and funny. It's a chicken. And now as an adult, I'm like, they're really hammering this home. Like, they're really. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I then mean, you go back and watch. Was crazy for chickens. Yeah, you go back and watch some of the other, I mean, from the very first Muppet movie. It's. Yeah, he's, and in the original show, a, he wasn't just into one chicken. He had like a bevy hens. of chickens. So, well, yeah, the hen house. I mean, he is a verifiable chicken. <laughs> so much for the adult language. Oh, hey, Donald I've got checks out. out. <laughs> I got Donald Duck to back me up here. Yep. <laughs> I just find an excuse to say that. How he often is. you get to say that? Is so he was guy? the original yeah. chicken guy. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Take that guy. <laughs> Yeah, so that was a fun scene. Actually, as a, I liked that song. It was a, it was a it was a pretty funny song. Uh, after that, basically everybody kind of convenes at the Indiana Jones Stunt Spectacular, and they uh, they're selecting the audience volunteers at the beginning. And of course, when they're looking for a sturdy peasant woman, <laughs> uh, they select <laughs> they select Miss Piggy. She's looking pretty rough after uh, the various thrill rides, so they choose her. And then they, when they say they're looking for a real Tom Selleck type, obviously the only option is Kermit the Kermit Frog. Kermit the Frog. Kismet. The frog. <laughs> yes, Kismet the frog, as Grodin says repeatedly. <laughs> and then we get into this weird thing where they become the stars of the Indiana Jones Stunt Spectacular and they kill a bunch of Nazis. Yeah. <laughs> See, but the, my favorite thing about that was that Jim Henson was so against having violence as part of the Muppets <laughs> that Kermit decries it like three times like, I hate violence, and then shoots Nazis. Like, <laughs> Well, then, then he shoots him, and then like, "Are you okay, guys?" He's like, "Yeah, okay. yeah." And then, and then, when Miss Piggy just unloads the machine guns from the airplane onto the guys, <laughs> yeah. she goes, "Miss Piggy, how are we going to explain this to Big Bird?" <laughs> <laughs> I didn't catch that. I love that line. Yeah, yeah. I so don't know when I've seen so many Nazi symbols in, uh, in the Muppet production in a Disney yeah. film. Yeah, I know it was surprising. So it was good. They did, you know, a lot of the big stunts from Indiana Jones, uh, ending with uh, uh, Kermit was too much of a wimp to to punch out the German mechanics. So obviously, Miss Piggy went and, and took care chopping. of that for him. <laughs> yes, what she does best. And then Animal decides he's going to help, and he blows up the stage. I guess he tips over an oil can and. Sets the whole place on fire. At that point, uh, Fitzwaller catches them and calls his boss, who, of course, is not 
Michael Eisner, uh-uh. but it's Mr. Mickey the Mouse. Mickey the Mouse. And it, we're uh, talking early 90s laid back yuppie Mickey with his oh, yeah. little and open he's, sweater. He turns out he's a friend of Kermit the Frog. Yes, they are both members of uh, the <laughs> of FASA, the fictional Fossa. animal stars of America guild. Uh, so Kermit gets on the on the phone with him and clears things up and the, the Muppets are invited up to his office. Which I was kind of neat. Looks a lot like Walt Disney's office. It did. Yeah, but with an animated Mickey Mouse in there. I thought that was weird. They're all puppets, but then they don't have the like suited Mickey. They have an animated Mickey. And Mickey asks where Miss Piggy is. Mm -hmm. And then did you catch his expression when she came in through the door? (laughs) He was a little, he's like, Mm -hmm. va, va, voom. Oh, they had a (laughs) feeling that. They had a feeling. You know, it's like, I'm, I'm. I'm going for the other white meat tonight. Oh, you know you didn't. Yeah. Well, you know, that's clearly what his look said. He he was it looking is. for some. Yeah. Well, anyway. Mm. And Miss Piggy wanted to. Miss Piggy had, had the hots for him. That's that's actually the note I just noticed I have is Miss Piggy wants to fuck Mickey. So I saw it the other way around. It's right well, here. Yeah, she does. She is upset that. <laughs> She is upset that her outfit is ruined from the stunt spectacular, so she... Oh, she it'll be ruined, all right. Purse. It's ruined from the spectacular. <laughs> oh, gross. The blue dress. Oh, guys, we're almost done. We're so close. Uh, she asks Beauregard for her purse so she can go freshen up, and she comes back in a completely new dress with perfectly curled hair and yes. fresh makeup. Uh, Mickey's very excited to see them. Mickey tells Kermit that, you know, as we always say around here, when you wish upon a star, your dreams come true. And Kermit says, well, we always say that someday you'll find it, your rainbow connection. And Floyd from the Electric Mayhem says, there they go again, arguing philosophy. <laughs> Just thought it was funny. It was... My favorite part was as the credits were crawling, it was the rest of the uh, ABC Lineup being yeah. announced for what's oh, yeah. coming next, and it was that. followed by Alf and Two Two Seven. That sounds like a beautiful evening to me. <laughs> Get me a pizza. I'm done. I'm good. <laughs> Come on, Mary. Let's go shopping. Hey, Willie. Two Two Seven. I'm not. I'm not old enough for Two Two Seven. What? Jack A. Guys, yeah, you are. May of 1990. I was six years old when this. Oh, happened. stop. That's enough out of my you. Ears, actually, actually. I was six days age. short of six years old. I was in so, the 10th grade. 227 starred Jack Hay and Marla Gibbs, who was the maid on the Jeffersons. Jack Hay. <laughs> Jack Hay. I am very, I'd like to thank Jack Hay for her hand in my puberty. <laughs> oh, and then wow. you're what? <laughs> That was unexpected. Uh, yeah, so uh, Mickey welcomes the Muppets to the Disney family. They've got a big musical number while they are putting their hand prints in the cement at the Chinese theater. They're oh, back yeah. in the swamp, and they realize that Piggy's not there with them. They left Piggy. Miss Piggy behind. Because she got so busy taking pictures and signing autographs for fans, and her shoes got stuck in the cement. And I think we know where she really was. Back in Mickey's office. Mickey's office. <laughs> she was knee-deep in Mickey on that one. challenging ideas (laughs) we'll remove the curse words but there's definitely some some challenging ideas in this episode (laughs) challenging it's been a while (laughs) it's barbecue time (laughs) i challenge any of you to get a good night's sleep tonight after the foul things that you've heard (laughs) the last half hour (laughs) Um, well i mean part of it is the fault of this show it was yeah that's the beauty of the Muppets. It was always a little naughty, yep. a little fly under the radar, adult jokes and humor and weird 
interspecies sexuality. And that's why most of the Muppets productions in the past 10, 15 years haven't really worked as well. Because they've gotten a little too precious. I love the Muppets, the the two more recent movies, especially the first one yeah. with Jason Siegel. That yeah. one was good. A lot of the show, the, the the recent shows they tried. Yeah, because they dropped the blue humor. A couple of years ago, Bo Burnham has written an entire Muppet movie in all new songs, and that was supposed really? to be a thing, but I don't know. Hmm. That, that was I like three years ago. That, that was, yeah. yeah. I wonder if some kind of like global disaster put that on. May have huh. slowed that, put There's the kibosh on that. But I hope it comes back around because he has the entire movie written and all the songs done. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, so do we have any other final thoughts on this incredible, incredible special that we just... I really just loved seeing how the parks used to look. Yeah, and figuring out where they were shooting from some of the angle. There was an angle of uh, Big Thunder Mountain. I'm like, did that used to have a lot more space between... Mm-hmm. That's what Open I was thinking. Space in front of it, there was like a lawn in yeah. front of Big Thunder. That's I, I, I oh, was yeah. thinking that too. I was like, I don't, I couldn't put my head around how that, that was working out. It must have been like where they put the docks and stuff. I don't know. It's weird. Yeah, that's yeah. the fun of all of those shows is figuring out where they're shooting from and whether I've stood there or not, and what's there now and that sort of. Well, thing. when did when did Splash Mountain? Open? Splash Mountain had to have been open. This was 1990, and that was, I think, Grand Floridian, I looked that up, that had not, I think that opened. They were probably filming in there while it was empty and not yet open. Oh, interesting. That was part of the thing, was to announce the Grand Floridian Beach Resort. Hmm. Yeah, Splash Mountain. I didn't realize it was that late. Splash Mountain opened in 1992. Yeah. So that's why there wasn't, because they hadn't extended, like, the walkway along the, the boardwalk along the river didn't exist until Splash Mountain because of... Yeah, because where Fozzie was performing, there was a white picket fence instead of that log fence Mm -hmm. and boardwalk and all. Yeah, Yeah, there's green space there and stuff until they took it out to the river's edge. Yeah, so there was like a lawn between the walkway and the Big Thunder uh, gate and entrance. Yeah. And like, yeah, a lot of space. Mm -hmm. Surprisingly, there. Interesting. That's my favorite, looking at just how everything used to look back then. And I didn't realize how close Big Thunder Mountain Railroad was to, to Star Tours. <laughs> and the jumping fountains at Epcot. Ooh. Yeah. We should make this a regular thing where we revisit people uh, specials where they visit Walt Disney World. Oh, and there's some atrociously, amazingly bad ones out there, too. There's that we oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Ooh, how about the one where Mickey Mouse, the stars of Cheers are on are in Walt Disney World, and then Mickey Mouse ends up in the bar, I haven't seen. Oh, that. Was that just I an episode of Cheers? That. Maybe it's just I was an episode of Cheers. Of like episodes of shows where they go to Disney. Oh World, yeah, like those are great too. Did it and Malcolm in the Middle and Boy Meets World had for some reason those high school students had Full House a ridiculous step step. access to the backstage areas of the Seas Pavilion. Oh yeah, it's like late at night and there's unaccompanied minors in the dolphin tank area. <sighs> Thanks for hanging out with us again this week. If you're excited to follow the trail of the Muppets around Walt Disney World or explore anywhere else in the world, Heed to the World Travel has... I'm doing this off the dome because I forgot to write this part. (laughs) (laughs) Heed to the World Travel has the Electric Mayhem's psychedelic tour bus, 
full of expert travel planners ready to make your vacation dreams a reality. Head to for to get started on a no-obligation quote. Don't forget to catch up with our friend, the Theme Park Professor, for all the latest theme park news and tips at www.themeparkprofessor.com. Word of mouth is the best way to help us grow our show. If you have a friend or two who you think would appreciate our special brand of globetrotting jackassery, tell them what makes our show so great and send them our way. You can find links to subscribe to the show on your favorite apps and all the latest updates at www.goldkeyadventures.com. We can't wait to hang out with you again next week, and we'll see you real soon. Bye, y'all. Goodbye, everybody. Eating at Flo's killed Jim Henson. (laughs) (laughs) To ask a question or share your travel story, you can reach us by smoke signal, carrier pigeon, or send an email to goldkeyadventurers at gmail.com. And make sure you follow the Gold Key Adventure Society on Facebook and Instagram. A huge thanks to our sponsor, Key to the World Travel. For all your travel planning needs, visit www.keytotheworldtravel.com for a free quote and help planning the trip of a lifetime. Tell them the Gold Key Adventurers sent you. That's www.keytotheworldtravel.com. Key to the World Travel, your key to a magical vacation. Thanks to Outer Vibe for the use of their song Hoka Hey for the intro and outro of our show. Find them on Facebook at The Outer Vibe or check out www.outervibe.com for tour dates, music, merch, and more. We'll see you next week for another meeting of the Gold Key Adventure Society. And until then, remember, life is short and the world is wide. So go have an adventure. I have heard just say some absolutely appalling, (laughs) just despicable things, and I have never seen anything get that kind of reaction out of him before. (laughs) We finally found his line. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that just, that hit different. (laughs)